Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars, the podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name is Blake, and I want to thank everybody for joining us for this very special May the 4th episode. If you guys know anything about Dork Wars, the podcast, you will know that we have been hyping this episode since the beginning. So today, we are going to be focusing on the theory of Darth Jar Jar. Without further ado, let me introduce our hosts. First, we have the funny one, Wesley. Misa say, what's up, dorks? The commentator, Andrew. Wisa got a grand army. And our own personal Jedi archive, Diedrich. Misa. <laughs> it being May 4th and all, we have a lot of of Star Wars news for everybody. So, we're going to take it to our next segment. Now, hear this. Now, hear this. Now, hear this. Now, you hear this, whoever you are. As we have previously said, it is May the 4th. And with May the 4th, there is a ton of news. So, coming out today, LEGO has some May the 4th deals. And I wish I could share with you exactly what the deals were, but I could not find any specifics. So go check out Legos. If you like Legos, um, check out the May the 4th deals. Nothing about our beloved Skywalker Saga game from Lego. We are recording this the night before May the 4th, so it's yet to be seen. So maybe sometime today. Um, if not, don't sue us. <laughs> um, <laughs> some other May the 4th merchandise that is on sale you will be happy to know that GameStop has a Tauntaun sleeping bag for 50 bucks, <laughs> usually a hundred. No way. Um, yeah. So how warm is it in that sleeping bag though? Mm. Well, I'm thinking it would be lukewarm. Oh, <laughs> I did not see that coming. Yeah. So Tauntaun sleeping bag, that'd be pretty dope. Um, in other news, Disney plus is releasing Simpsons Star Wars uh, The Force Awakens from its nap. Is that not a cool sounding title? Yeah, I saw that today. I saw an ad for that. That, that looks interesting. I, I'll watch that. So maybe we aren't getting Star Wars detours like we thought we were, um, but we are definitely getting a Star Wars spoof, it seems. So I'm going to read the uh, synopsis here for the Simpsons Star Wars spoof. It says that in a daycare far, far away, but still in Springfield, Maggie is on an epic quest for her stolen pacifier. Her adventure brings her face-to-face with young Padawans, Sith Lords, familiar droids, rebel scum, and an ultimate battle against the dark side. In this original short, celebrating the Star Wars galaxy. So, if you're a Simpsons fan and you're a Star Wars fan, which I hope you are if you're listening to Dork Wars Podcast, um, this is something that you're going to want to watch. So, in other Disney Star Wars news... Um, Disney Plus is releasing a virtual experience called Star Wars Biomes. Um, This is a virtual vacation to some of your favorite Star Wars spots. Um, Iconic places like Hoth, Tatooine, and Sorgon. As this charming series whisks you off for a flyover tour of some of the the galaxy's best spots. So, um, what do we think about this? Are we excited to uh, fly over Tatooine and... uh, 
so what, what were the locations you said? You said like Hoth, Tatooine, and what was that last one? That's probably where all those little alien people were dancing and having their little rituals where they found a Sith dagger. Where, where is Sorgon? It'd be funny if that was where like Palpatine was hiding out for all those years. <laughs> no, that was Exegol. <laughs> yes, okay. that one I can remember. Um, yeah, I have no idea where Sargon is. Uh, <laughs> you would think if you're going to name drop a planet in your synopsis, can you name drop a planet that people like know? Like you said, like Coruscant. Um, Dantooine is kind of uh, not obscure, but I think it would still work. Um Better than Sarga. You're going to see um, a lot of sand dunes and maybe Obi-Wan's hut and maybe some burnt bodies on Tatooine, and that's it. <laughs> like, how, how much more interesting is it going to get? Um, the Sarlacc pit would be pretty cool. So I, I don't know what all these virtual tours are going to entail. I, I really doubt it's just going to be a bland flyover of each planet. There's probably some kind of adventure that's going to happen, and um, I don't know if anyone has ever ridden Star Tours at Disneyland or Disney World. But it's, it's kind of the same thing. You're um, on a tour of these different planets, and then you're roped into, like, an Empire, or, excuse me, a Rebel scheme against the Empire, and I think they've updated it, and they, they've done the OT, and now the sequel trilogy stuff's in there as well. So I have one more piece of news pertaining to Disney+. Plus. There is going to be another virtual experience called Star Wars Vehicle Fly-Throughs. And uh, this is going to be getting up close with two of Star Wars' most famous ships. Um, one being the Millennium Falcon, and the other being an Imperial Star Destroyer. So I guess we're going to be able to go in there, look through different rooms, uh, see what everything's about. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like I know the Millennium Falcon, because like, we've seen that a lot. But the Imperial Star Destroyer, that would be pretty, that'd be pretty neat. I wonder if we're going to see little monsters and the trash chutes. Oh, but that was that was on the Death Star, though. It was, but it's still Empire material. I don't know. Well, you got to think, though. I mean, the Death Star can't be the only ship with, like, a dumpster thing. And who's to say it's not like... <laughs> Look, this actually brings up something pretty cool. Is there, like, a... Um, waste industries of the galaxy far, far away, where they provide you with the uh, tank for your uh, your trash and the monster to eat it. Yeah, we have a lot of questions about the trash management in this galaxy. Yeah, and I don't know why we don't delve deeper into like some of the Star Wars lore um, as much as we do the kind of uh, practical things like waste management of Star Wars. Um, I feel like the Millennium Falcon tour is going to be like maybe 20 minutes long, but those Imperial Star Destroyers are huge. Like, we're going to be sitting there for two hours just going through rooms and all this different stuff. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, that being said, May the 4th, it is also the release day of The Bad Batch. So if you are excited about The Bad Batch, go check that out. That I think there's actually 70 minutes worth of content of The Bad Batch out today. I read that somewhere today as well. Ooh. I read that's going to be 16 episodes this season. For season one of Bad Batch. So 16 episodes. That's, yep. that's a lot of episodes. So we're, we're going to cover these episodes. Um, we're not quite sure how we want to do it yet. But we don't want to bore you guys with Bad Batch every single week. So we may do like an, two or three episodes for one, epi one of our episodes. And then the next episode have like our normal theory, talk it out kind of episode. So we'll see where that goes. And hope you guys stay tuned to hear all of our theories and 
crazy, crazy content that we're probably going to have on the Bad Batch. So we're going to segue into a very special interview. Um, I had the pleasure of interviewing Jedi Master Yoda this past week, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So here it is. How's everybody doing out there? Um, it should be May the 4th. We are pre-recording this interview with a very special guest. On with me is Wesley, Diedrich, and Andrew. And we are going to be interviewing the illustrious Grandmaster Jedi himself, Master Yoda. Mm, great to be here it is. <laughs> so, uh, Yoda, I do want to start out with some questions and they're probably going to progressively get harder. Uh, let's throw you a softball on this one. So, who was your favorite Jedi? Hmm. Hard question this is. Very many Jedi trained have I. Hmm. Skywalkers. Very nice. Hmm. Mace Windu. Hmm. I, no answer have I. More trouble I get in if I say. Uh, all right, Master Yoda. Uh, it's kind of how this this interview thing. You, you're gonna have to kind of give us some concrete answers. So you can't give give us a better answer than that. Uh, what do What do you think about Ray? Um, Ray Palpatine or Ray Skywalker? No Skywalker is she. From the bloodline of Palpatine, she is. <laughs> very very confusing that ending was. Now this is something we can agree on, Master Yoda. Um, I, I really don't understand the ending of the sequel trilogy myself. Grandmaster Yoda, this is Wesley. Uh, just an honor to be here Ooh. for you. I have one question for you. You, with all your infinite wisdom, what kind of moisturizer do you use? Because your skin is phenomenal for your age. Hmm, moisturizer, you say? Hmm. From the back of the Tauntaun, it comes. From the planet Hoth. Very, very smooth. Keeps my hair nice and moist and lustrous. <laughs> so, Master Yoda, uh, this is this is another question that I've been burning with uh, since I found out I would be talking with you. So, do you have any advice uh, for aspiring Jedi? Hmm. Not very many Jedi there are. To be honest, um, do or do not. There is no try. All right, that was pretty uh, pretty anticlimactic, Master. Um, Classic. We've we've all seen Empire Strikes Back. Well, true it was then. True it is now. Master Yoda, it's Wesley again. Um, I was wondering, do you do you think I will ever find true love? Hmm. True love, the Jedi way. It is not. Do not seek the love of others, young Wesley. <laughs> seek the love of yourself and those around you. Um, this is this is getting into some weird territory. Um, I didn't know that we were actually having love life connections with Master Yoda time on Dork Horse podcast. Um, this is uh, reaching Wesley. I, listen, we'll we'll all uh, we'll, we'll counsel you on this later. <laughs> counsel me, counsel him. I can now. No, no, master, master, master. It's okay. We we will get Les Wesley's love life in order. Hmm. If say so, you do. Move on. We must. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm gonna start uh, asking you a little bit harder questions here, Master Yoda. 
Um, so before the the fall of the Jedi, how did you not see the Sith coming? Like you, you guys pretty much downed on Qui Gon Jinn and his whole like chosen one theory, and then the Sith. You, you guys didn't think the Sith were coming back, and then you found out the Sith were coming back, and then like I, I hate to say it, but Emperor Palpatine like really duped you guys. <clears throat> duped us, he did. Um, uh, for legal reasons, uh. Say I cannot why we did not foresee that the Sith threat. Um, mm, very, uh, I, lost, lost for words am I. I, I. Clouded by the dark side we were. Ma- Master Yoda, you, you seem to be repeating a lot of lines from these movies. Um, are, are you nervous about these questions that I'm asking you? Mm, nervous I am not. One with the force I am. Uh, scared I am not. It's it, uh, fine it is. Oh, okay, Master Yoda, uh... So let's uh, let, let's keep moving on here. All right, Master Yoda, this is Andrew. Nice to meet you. Um, mm, strong with the Force, this one is. <laughs> I've got one question for you, Master. Um, do mm. you enjoy being a backpack while we run? Referring to the training of Luke Skywalker, you are. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, tired my legs were. Old man was I. Uh, riding I, I like to do. So... <laughs> Necessary it was not to build strength in the force, but yet I got a free ride. So, so master, um, I actually have some questions about this. This is going to get kind of awkward. Um, I'm just going to warn you. I don't know if your agent told you about this, but um, I'm going to ask you about Grogu. So we we've met Grogu in the Mandalorian series, and he he bears a striking resemblance to you. You guys are the same species, and we just want to know where did where did Grogu come from? Mm, this question, briefed on, I was not. My agents tell me he did not. Very disturbing. This question is. I am now. I am getting uh, from my lawyer. This question I shall not answer. Child support I must not pay. <laughs> Possessions I do not possess. Money have I not? Credits have I not? Um, nothing to Yaddle shut. No, never mind. No, that, that. Uh, yeah, Yoda, Yoda. Yes, it's okay. It's, it's we, we we can we can table that question for a later date. Uh, maybe uh, Mandalorian season three. Hmm. Possibly. Not sure. Am I? No. No. Answer this question. I will not. All right. One last question for you, Master Yoda. Um. Hmm. If you like the Skywalkers so much, how do you feel about them kissing? Mm. <laughs> Serious question this is. That fateful night on Hoth. Disturbance in the Force I felt. Very wrong it was. Very, very wrong. I consult with Obi-Wan I did. Told him I did. Should have reached out to young Skywalker. Said, No. She is your sister, she is. <laughs> but listen, he would not. So you're telling me, Master, that that was probably his ultimate, like, payback to Anakin for all the uh, problems that he caused. Mm. Say this, I will. Possibly. Possibly. So, Master, uh, kind of to wrap this up, what do you think about the Darth Jar Jar theory? Um, that, that happens to be our topic for this evening. And we really want to know your opinion on this. Um, this. He was around during that same era where you guys were finding out the Sith were coming back. And 
We just want to know, what do, what do you, Master Yoda, think about Darth Jar Jar? Hmm. Jar Jar? Did what he seemed. Um, very, very strange he was. But some of his tactics I stole. Annoying little creature I was when met Luke Skywalker I did. So, so was Jar Jar Binks. Hmm. This question I cannot answer. No, I do not. You must consult the one and only. And who, who can we consult on this, uh, Master Yoda? Hmm. The only one greater than I. George Lucas, you must seek. For answers, he holds. Oh, uh, Master, I don't know if we can get in tor- touch with uh, George Lucas. Um, he seems to be even more ungettable than you are, actually. Hmm. Funny, that is. Fictional character, I am. <laughs> oh, well. Don't say that, and, uh, Yoda. Yoda, we believe in you. Hmm, fine, that is. But <laughs> nonetheless, fictional character, I am. So, Master Yoda, I do want to ask you, before you leave um, our interview, we would actually like to offer you a uh, permanent spot on our podcast. Uh, we are actually looking for someone to take over our Word of the Week segment, and we thought it would be really, really cool if we could have a real-life... Well, I guess you're not alive anymore. That's kind of... I'm sorry. That was very insensitive. Insensitive it was. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Um, but we thought it'd be really cool to have a real Jedi Master do our word of the week and with your speech patterns I mean it's so pr- it's so cool hmm, speech patterns I have of this you speak what what are you talking about uh, Ma- Master Yoda you have to know you you, you talk kind of funny hmm funny do I talk or funny talk you <laughs> that's actually a good question I've never asked myself that hmm questions answers these are things we must seek well, Master, what, what do you say? Will you be on Dork Wars, a podcast, full-time? Hmm. Retirement plan it has? Well, Master, I guess it really doesn't matter that much. You're already dead. Hmm. Consider this I have. Yes, job I will take. Word of the week shall I do. Great, Master. I, I really appreciate that. Yes, strong with the force Dork Wars, the podcast is. Happy I am to join you on your efforts. All right, Master Yoda. Well, thank you for uh, coming to this interview, and we appreciate everything you've done for us, so uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Take care, you must. And may the fourth be with you. (laughs) Bye, Yoda. (laughs) Bye, Yoda. We hope that you enjoyed our interview with Jedi Grand Master Yoda. It was such an honor to be able to interview such an amazing Star Wars personality. Um, Just another surprise that we have here for you on May the 4th on Dork Wars, the podcast. So with that, let's move into our main topic for the evening. And I know that no one out there will be able to guess what we're going to talk about because we definitely haven't been dropping hints for months now. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Darth Jar Jar. Misa Bombad. (laughs) So Darth Jar Jar is a theory that's been buzzing around for probably about five or six years. And maybe maybe a little bit longer. I don't know. That's when I first heard about it. And I'm telling you, I, I heard the theory. I've read the theory. I've looked into it. I've seen other people talk about it. 
And I am almost totally convinced that Darth Jar Jar was a real thing at one time. Whether he stayed the course and that was his plot through the whole prequels, uh, I don't know. But he was intended to be a Sith Lord. I can agree with that. That's what I think. That's what I think. I mean, I don't think that... And and I don't I don't want this to become one of those podcasts where people are like, Oh my god, he's just spouting off like bad information <laughs> to people. No, this is an opinion. No, it's not bad information. Yeah, and, and we're gonna lay out the facts, of course, uh behind this theory. But it is just a theory, and I wanna make that clear before we get into anything that this is a theory. This has not been stated by George Lucas specifically in any way. This has not been stated by Disney in any way specifically. Mm-hmm. However, we're going to take the context clues around Jar Jar Binks and form them into this theory and see what you guys, the viewers, think about this. Um, I think that this was Jar Jar's plan. He was supposed to be a Sith Lord. I also agree with that. I think from the very beginning that George Lucas... Okay, uh, let me backpedal. I don't think from the very beginning that George Lucas meant for Jar Jar Binks to be a Sith Lord. I think from the very beginning of the planning of the prequels that Jar Jar Binks was meant to be a Sith Lord. It's very obvious, I think. Uh, I'll get into it later on, but to me it's very obvious. So I guess we're kind of in the opening statements of our argument here. Uh, Diedrich, I know how you feel about this. And I, I don't know if everyone yeah, else... Yeah, no, I'm 100% on board. Right, and I think you've probably mentioned it in past episodes. So what is your opening statement on the Darth Jar Jar debacle? I think there are two main arguments for why that's got to be a real thing. I've got like five. And the, okay. the main issue is money, because everything comes down to money, right, at the end of the day. And I think that argument comes down to the fact that if you watch certain scenes, it seems like Jar Jar Binks is using some kind of like force ability to make characters say certain things because he'll use hand gestures, as we see Obi Wan do in the original trilogy while saying like a line. He's mouthing a line that the character says. So this is a, a complete CGI character that they had to pay some dude to sit at a computer screen and you know, make all of those slight adjustments to the mouth and the lips and tongue and whatever to get, yeah, to get all of those little movements in episode one. He paid somebody to do that. Like, you don't just, he did. you don't just do that. Like, you don't give money to somebody and then for no reason, you know? So that's a pretty good opening statement, kind of long. Uh, we'll get to your second reason why that is later on. But let's throw it to Wesley. What is your opening statement for the Darth Jar Jar argument? Yeah, I think initially George Lucas' intent was for him to be just a goofy children's character, just to bring humor into the Star Wars universe. Um, and, you know, a lot of our parents were adults, and and uh, it, it the humor was just missed. Like it wasn't a good character in the Star Wars universe. So I think fans have created this theory to sort of make it purposeful. To, you know, give it a little more depth. And I, you know what? I accept that because I I didn't like Star Wars. I mean, sorry, I love Star Wars. Cut that out. What? What? Yeah. Wesley? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You're on sorry. Dork Wars the podcast. How do no. you not like? St- 
No. Wesley is so. I, I, for all of you listening out there, we are holding open auditions this weekend <laughs> to fill the void. We need a we comedian. We need the funny one no. on Dark Wars the podcast. It can no longer be Wesley. He does not even like Star Wars. He's no longer funny. He's not even funny anymore. You don't have to ask me. I'm going to go ahead and interject. I'm right in the middle. I think it's both. I think he was absolutely meant to be a Sith Lord. I think from the very beginning of the prequels, not from the original trilogy, but in the very beginning of the prequels, he was meant to be a Sith Lord. And I think that the reaction of the public from the very first episode, episode one, The Phantom Menace, people didn't like Jar Jar. People really didn't like him. I don't care. There's a lot of media out there that says that people really enjoyed him. They thought he was so funny, blah, blah, blah. People didn't like him. It was very obvious. And I think George Lucas at the time made a terrible decision. And I think that he made a very short-sighted decision and decided not to use him as a future Sith Lord. But I also think that it was a huge mistake. Andrew, I will tell you that I agree with you 100% on this. Um, it, you look at Jar Jar's character, and we're, we're going to get into this pretty soon, and you can tell that there are certain mischievous things that have have more meaning than the surface. Like, you, you see him sticking his tongue out at Qui-Gon Jinn behind his back in front of Anakin Skywalker. And you think, and Obi-Wan. And, Obi-Wan. and you think, well, no, no, not at first. He, he does that at uh, on Tatooine. Obi-Wan's at the ship still. Um, but he's, he's pretty much mocking Qui-Gon Jinn behind his back with Anakin watching him. <laughs> and that, while... It shows that Jar Jar is just an immature being who finds it funny to mock other characters. Well, he's actually teaching Anakin to undermine the Jedi from the very beginning. Um, that That's kind of the deep dive on that. And it just seems that Jar Jar's character does all these little things. And like Dedrick was saying a little bit earlier, they paid somebody to make him mouth words and to use hand motions when he talks like a Jedi does when they're doing their Jedi mind trick. It just seems that Jar Jar's character was made to be a Sith Lord in the beginning for me. Uh, I, I definitely believe that. Agreed. So let's look at this pretty cool piece of evidence to the fact that Jar Jar is supposed to be a Sith Lord. George Lucas states many times that the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy rhyme. They mirror one another. They have similar themes similar plot lines um we see anakin descend into the darkness in the prequels Mm -hmm. in the original trilogy we see him rise out of the darkness back into the light things like that so in the original trilogy there was a character who started out kind of a uh funny annoying little ball of energy just annoyed the crap out of the main character Luke Skywalker and he seemed like he was going to be a nuisance for a time R2-D2? and that character no not (laughs) R2-D2 that character is none other than Yoda Master Yoda Uh... because you remember when he meets him on Dagobah and he comes up and he's like food I have to eat (laughs) you know uh, Jedi Master you seek Yoda I know (laughs) you know it's just backpack you, you hear him talk like that and he, he starts beating r2 with his cane he's 
um, rummaging through all of Luke's stuff and, and just being a nuisance. And we find out later that that was for a purpose. He was teaching, trying to see how much patience Luke had and could right. be trained as a Jedi. But he starts out as this character that seems like he's going to be insignificant, just a nuisance, and turns out he is the master of all the Jedi. He is the master that's going to teach Luke how to be the Jedi that he needs to be. On the flip side of that, there should have been a character in the prequels who started out as this annoying character who seemed very insignificant, who had no bearing on the story. He was there for comic relief. He was there to be a nuisance, but ended up being a master dark side user. And to me, all fingers point to Jar Jar on that. Like he starts out just stupid. Like he's he's going through the woods, the the droid tanks are knocking down all the trees and he's freaking out. Qui-Gon Jinn saves his life and he stumbles over everything. I mean, he can't go two seconds without stepping in poop or tripping or <laughs> doing something stupid. I mean, it's it's like, how how can this character be significant? And as the prequels go on, not only does he become significant, he becomes a senator. Or first he's like, um, Padme's one of Padme's like in uh, I guess advisors, mm-hmm. kind of under Padme, and then he becomes yes. a senator when Padme did, steps down, did, and did, he's wait. the one. What I was going to say that did they ever explain how he became a senator? Like did did they just no. gloss over that? No, 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 they absolutely did not explain that. And the worst part about it is that it makes absolutely no sense. So this is the dark side. He's he uses the dark side to influence Padme. A Jedi mind trick, if you will, to influence her to make him the senator from Naboo. I disagree. Um, At what point do you see any Jedi or dark side user convince somebody to do something, quote unquote? Anytime you see somebody use like a force mind trick, it's very obvious. It's not a, hey, I'm going to wave my hand and force mind trick you to not repeat exactly what I'm saying and to do something behind the scenes. He is the most powerful Sith Lord. Do, we never see Yoda do a mind trick. <laughs> but do you think Yoda has to move his hand and go, Yeah. Um, see me, you do not. Yeah, and you I'm know with why? The I may go. Do you know why I think that's why? what's going to happen? Is because I guarantee you one of your, one of Dietrich's little facts are going to be, is going to be him in the background force miming some shit. Waving his hands in front of the Gungan King, you know, able to convince him to do things by waving his hands and if he can't do that so andrew let me ask you this why would a bumbling mumbling character he was thrown out of his native city in the gungan home world underneath the water because he was a clumsy idiot he was a fool no one wanted to be around him he was stupid they cast him out and i I actually think they cast him out because he was a dark side user and they were afraid of him but (laughs) we can talk about that later um but why would you make that character a general of your army? Like, at the beginning of the movie, he was worthless. He was nothing. And you were going to actually execute him until Qui-Gon Jinn said, hey, he owes me a life debt. He has to go with me. But at the end of the movie, he's a general? Doesn't make any sense. No, it does make sense. And the reason it makes sense is because he is so, quote-unquote, successful during the Battle of Naboo. But he was the he he became a general before that battle. They made him a general 
going into the Battle of Naboo? Again, you know, I can't explain that. I guess again, it's not the right word. I can't <laughs> but the that. dark side can explain it. It was the dark side of the Force. And while we're on the topic of the Battle of Naboo, how much blind luck can one person or one creature in the Star Wars universe have? Um, you might look at it and say, well, that's just George Lucas's attempt at a, uh, a funny battle. No, I don't think so. Um, as Obi-Wan Kenobi says, so aptly in A New Hope, in my experience, there is no such thing as luck. Jar Jar uses the Force to make it seem like he doesn't know what he's doing when he's actually destroying the enemy, just decimating all of the droids. He's decimating their tanks, messing up um, their troops. Like He is like a one-man wrecking ball, destroying everything in his path that is the droids. He does not one time mess up anything on the Gungan side of the battle. So how, how do you explain that? Um, I can easily explain it, dude. He messed up a ton and it's the reason he succeeded. There's like the Star Wars theory that that's actually a fighting style. <laughs> like to be clumsy and act drunk on the battlefield. It's a, actually a so that, practice fighting style. Is, <laughs> it is a, I don't know if it's mixed martial arts or karate. There is a fighting style called the drunken fist. That is unpredictable. You stumble around. If you watch a lot of anime, I swear in like every fighting anime, there is one character who exhibits the uh, the uh, drunken fist at some point, and they stumble around um, like they don't know what they're doing, and then they strike you in a way that is unpredictable. You can never predict how they're going to hit, what they're going to do, and it seems like um, Jar Jar manifests this kind of style when fighting in the Battle of Naboo. So in my opinion, honestly, I, it's hard to explain why Darth Jar Jar, or why, sorry, why Jar Jar Binks is so successful. Um, I think it's very common knowledge that Jar Jar Binks was written after the character Goofy from the Disney universe. Wait, really? Yes, it's actually <laughs> said by George Lucas that Jar Jar Binks was originally written after the character Goofy, a hundred percent. I had no um, idea. <laughs> I can, I can see the parallels. Yeah, so there's a, there's some parallels, but in my opinion, it's coincidence, and that's just because nothing comes of it. It definitely gives Jar Jar some depth, right? Because he's a unique character that um, he kind of fits either mold like um, Andrew was saying like he can be this goofy child's character or he could have this deep um, undermining devious plan that um, went through uh, Palpatine's um, intervention so if you watch the prequel trilogy with the mindset that Jar Jar is a secret Sith Lord it does give him a new depth like you guys are talking about like you, you see things that you would have just watched before and thought nothing of like I agree you know his undermining the Jedi behind Qui-Gon or his his crazy acrobatic jumps and flips and he's so acrobatic yet he's not a force user like I don't see any other Gungan doing that so those it, are the two of it really points. brings a new depth to it those are really the two of the biggest points. Uh, you literally don't see another Gungan that can jump three heights of a Gungan. 
you also don't see another Gungan that can act stupid but still succeed. Say, especially since he was excommunicated from his Gungan society and then immediately brought back in and then, like you said, promoted to general. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of those qualities could lead him on that path of Sith, of or whatever the right word is um, for Sith, but because um, you know, if you get exiled to the dark side, yeah, if you get exiled from your home community, then you're you're isolated, you're alone, you, you get a lot of fear built into you. So those are kind of the qualities you see on the dark side. Fear leads to hate. Hate <laughs> leads to anger. And anger to the dark side. <laughs> so this kind of goes back to something we were discussing a couple weeks ago with our C-3PO theory about how they introduce these little tie-ins from character to character that make the universe seem a little bit smaller. The galaxy seems smaller as you make these connections. And it can be one of two things. Maybe it's a coincidence that the galaxy is just that small. Or it could be that it was designed that way to make the relationship between Palpatine and Jar Jar Binks that more apparent. Um, You know, obviously, if they're from the same home planet, they could have met before the Phantom Menace and one could be training the other. They could be making masterful plans together. Who knows? So it's, it's just one of those things. Is it a smaller galaxy because of the connection, or is it just by grand design? Of course, but Jar Jar Binks was not a character that was even... Jar Jar Binks, the character, did not exist before the 90s. 100% it did not exist before the 90s. There was no plan to have Jar Jar Binks before the 90s. Yeah, I, maybe... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back just a touch. Not, not too much. But maybe a grander darkness was conceived before the 90s. Maybe in George Lucas's mind, there was an overall darkness that was bigger than Palpatine. I don't know. But I don't, no. I don't think that darkness was necessarily Jar Jar before 1994 or 5. I don't even think Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be greater than Palpatine. I honestly don't believe that. I believe that... Palpatine was the number one threat. And I believe that Jar Jar Binks was meant to be one of those threats behind the scenes, kind of similar to Darth Maul. And I believe that Darth Jar Jar, if it were to exist, would have been very similar to Darth Maul in the fact that he would have just existed behind the scenes. And I don't believe that all... I mean, to say that Darth Jar Jar would have been, like, the number one threat would also kind of imply that all Sith were meant to be, or were trying to be, like, the number one threat. It's very obvious that Darth Jar Jar, if it were to exist, was supposed to be behind the scenes. And, Andrew, you, you brought up Darth Maul there, um, so that makes me... Th- that, that reminded me. So, what about the rule of two? How would that work out? Um, for, you know, if Jar Jar was a, a Sith undercover, and then you got Darth Maul there, and then of course you got Palpatine, you know, working on Anakin. There's just a lot of yeah. Siths out there. I mean, yeah, I, I I can agree with that. But the rule of two was kind of invented by Darth Bane, was it not? 
Yeah, it's not okay, canon so, as of now. Now, back then, it well, when these movies were written, exactly that was canon. I, that uh, was canon. No, that that was probably mid two thousand. And the rule of two implies. But, but the rule then, of two was canon because they say it at the end of episode one. Exactly. Always and the rule are. of two is to imply that there are only two rulers. That is not to imply that there are only two Sith. That's another good question. And that's why I that's that's a good point towards Jar Jar Binks being a Darth Jar Jar is I don't believe that the rule of two was meant to be that there are quote unquote only two Sith. Just that there are two main Sith to rule them all. Well, that's not what they say though. They say at the end of the movie always two there are no more no less which yeah, we do if that we kill the master or the apprentice if that's true then how does the clone wars happen how does episode two happen if there's only two sith then how do well the clones Asajj turn Ventress, on the Jedi? grievous they're not technically sith the inquisitors they're not technically sith andrew's on our side he he doesn't want to he doesn't want to believe it no, 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 no. It's not that I'm on your side, fellas. It's that I think that there is a gray area. Hmm? Dark side of the force has clouded your judgment, it has. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really think that um, if Darth Jar Jar were to exist, and I think the reason that it didn't exist is because of the end of episode one. Uh, you make a very good point. Now that I'm thinking about it, the rule of two. I think that Darth Jar Jar didn't exist because there was already a Darth Maul until he died, and then there was a Darth Vader. I think that Darth Jar Jar would be the first Grey Sith. Ooh, that's a new term. I've never heard that one. Oh, yeah, that's different. So that's Disney, if you're listening, that originated on Dork Wars the Podcast, Grey Sith. <laughs> no, <laughs> So, um, the only pushback I have on that is we all know that Palpatine is all up in his own plans, whether he's the master of the apprentice to Darth Jar Jar, whether he's the, the main threat or not, he could have just been trying to, to off Jar Jar the whole time. Like he could have been moving his chess pieces around or maybe Darth Jar Jar had him believe that, uh, or excuse me, not him believe, but have all of his subordinates. Maybe Darth Maul was just a cover. Maybe there really wasn't a rule of two. Maybe they planted that lie into the Jedi. So they didn't even realize that Jar Jar was the main evil, or there was a main evil that was even above Palpatine. Are there any closing statements that, that anyone wants to bring up of why they believe disbelieve have changed their position or any of that? So, uh, closing statements. Let's go to you, Andrew. As far as I know, Jar Jar hasn't died. This is after Return of the Jedi. Um, there's no confirmed death form. So that is more proof that Jar Jar is in fact a Sith Lord. He has longevity of life. And and he has no like final end. I think in the book Aftermath, they do talk about that he has become pretty much like a jester a comedian of sorts who travels around and it's pretty much like a sad clown now and so this okay so i want to bring up the fact that in new canon there is a sith lord who found himself to be more of an artist so he would like design these grand like 
uh, displays of pain and suffering as his form of art. So maybe Jar Jar's form of the dark side is in fact not being funny, but trying to be funny. So it seems to be that George Lucas had a grand plan for Jar Jar Binks in the beginning of the prequel trilogy. Whether Jar Jar existed before then or not, who knows? But it seemed like he had a greater plot line that should have been realized through episodes two and three. Padme, Anakin, Obi-Wan, who all survived uh, episode one, have these amazing character arcs. They all go on to be main characters, very important characters. But Jar Jar's just kind of left where he's sitting. Well, not exactly where he's sitting at the end of episode one. We see he becomes a, a senator and he kind of helps Palpatine become the emperor at the at the end of Revenge of the Sith. They pretty much kill democracy because of Jar Jar Binks. Um, and that seems to be like the through line that stayed in the Darth Jar Jar plot, if that in fact is a thing. It just seems that George Lucas had a greater plan for Jar Jar Binks in the prequel trilogy, whether he was going to be this almighty Sith Lord, or maybe he wasn't supposed to be anything more than he was. I don't think we will ever know the true answer. So that's why we're going to turn to you, the Dork Lords. What do you think? Let us know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere that you can find us. We would love to hear what you think about the Darth Jar Jar theory. You guys are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we thank every one of you for listening. So with that, let's turn it over to the Jedi Grandmaster himself, Yoda, for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Word of the week is... Bombad. <laughs> thank you, Master Yoda for the word of the week. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Dork Wars, the podcast. We'd like to thank everyone for joining us for this very special episode on May the 4th. So check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and anywhere else that you find your podcasts. We'd like to wish everyone a happy Star Wars Day. Thanks, and may the 4th be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars the Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars the Podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a... Wait, we don't have any news. <laughs> no news. <laughs> Production.